Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 62 of the Money Love Podcast. Welcome to the third and final episode in the Why We Buy series. So for the past two weeks, we've dived into the psychology behind why we buy, why we make the purchasing decisions that we do. And we've looked really closely at what is happening mentally when we're presented with a sale. And last week, we talked about the five cognitive biases that skew our thinking from a more logical place to a more emotional and impulsive place when we're spending money. And I wanted to take a couple of weeks to evaluate these topics in preparation for the holiday shopping season, which it's here, y'all. It is upon us, right? This episode is airing on November 23rd, which is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So Friday is Black Friday. Next Monday is Cyber Monday, and those are the two biggest shopping days of the year. So what we're going to do today to wrap up this Why We Buy series so that you guys are ready to rock and roll later this week is we're going to have an episode that is a bit more practical application in nature. Like you guys know, I think it's really important to always start with the mindset side of things to tackle the large mass of the iceberg that's underneath the surface of the water, because ultimately that's what's driving the smaller portion that's sticking out above the water. But I think we've done a really good job these past two weeks understanding the mass underneath. You guys are prepared and should understand by listening to the past two episodes what is going on in your head when you're shopping. And so today, what we're going to focus on are the practical steps and the plan that you guys can take so that you slay the holiday shopping season. I know, I just had to put the pun in there for this episode. So this is the type of episode, if you're able, you're absolutely going to want to be somewhere where you can focus, have a pen and paper to take notes. This is going to be one of those episodes that's going to be good to pause and maybe even do some of the exercises that I'm giving you while you're listening so that not only are you absorbing the message, but you're also able to apply it to your holiday shopping plan. Now, I know that this is obvious to most of us, but I do think it's important to acknowledge that this is by far the most expensive time of year for most people. There's traveling, there's gift buying and gift giving, there's holiday parties, which From what I've seen, just from personal experience and a lot of women that I know, this means buying new clothes and getting your hair done and getting your nails done. The girl that actually does my hair tells me that the holidays are the busiest time of year for her because everyone's just trying to get in and get their hair done for the holidays, right? There's just so many expenses associated with this time of year. And if you're not proactive and if you're not planning for this season ahead of time, it can very quickly become much more of a burden than a blessing. So I actually read an article recently that said that one in three Americans, one in three, 30%, are planning on taking on debt to pay for this holiday season in 2021. And truthfully, reading that broke my heart because 
the holidays are such a magical time in so many ways, but it really does make me sad to think that for many, it's a time that turns into a burden. It follows them via debt that they've racked up into the future. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk through a five-step process that you can apply to managing your holiday spending. So just to run through those five quickly, the first step is making your plan. The second step is assessing the feasibility of that plan and making any changes needed. The third step is executing the plan. The fourth step is a post-evaluation, if you will, assessing how the plan went, meaning how close was the original plan and the execution of the plan. And then the fifth step, which is kind of like doing step one all over again, is using all of this information from this year to make another plan for next year that you can start preparing for now. Okay, so we have a lot to cover. We're just going to jump right in, start with step one, which is making your plan. This step consists of sitting down with pen and paper and writing down everything. And I mean everything that you think that you will need to spend money on that is related to the holiday season. So this isn't just gifts that you're buying for people. Yes, that's absolutely part of it. But I do challenge you to think beyond the gifts. That's the obvious part. But this is almost like a brain dump exercise, a thought download of your holiday season. I want you just to start thinking of everything that you're going to be doing and if those things involve spending money that is out of the ordinary for you. So here are a couple of ideas that I brainstormed. Are you going to be traveling? Will you be buying plane tickets, train tickets, spending money on gas, on tolls? Will there be any lodging cost? Any costs that are associated to traveling that you're going to be doing, write that down. Yes, there's the gifts, of course, like I said. But what about wrapping those gifts? Will you be buying any gift wrapping or any packaging supplies? Will you be mailing any gifts? Y'all know how expensive shipping can be depending on what you're trying to ship and how far it needs to go. Will you be buying any Christmas decor, a new tree, some lights, just some home decor to decorate your house for the holidays? What events will you be attending? This is a big one, y'all. And will there be any costs associated to those events? Do you want to be able to buy yourself a new outfit or get any personal care items done like your nails, your hair, things like that? And also, don't forget to think about just the added cost of going out more, eating out more. I just find that that happens more during this time of year. I know for me it does. During this time of year, I get together a lot with friends during the holidays just to catch up, see each other, exchange gifts. We go to dinner. There's just more going out, more money spent on alcohol. Just don't forget to factor in those types of added expenses as well. Think about the food that you're going to be buying. Are you going to be hosting Christmas dinner? Are you going to be in charge of buying food for anything? And then, of course, there's the gifts. Who will you be buying gifts for? How much do you want to spend on each person? Most sites, even now, right now, have their Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals up already. And like I've told y'all in these past episodes, these sales just keep getting bigger and bigger, longer and longer. And what used to only last for a day now lasts like all week. So I know I have been looking at the deals that I'm going to be taking advantage of on Black Friday or Cyber Monday because they're already up. They're already advertised on the websites. 
So take a look at what you're going to be buying for others and list all of those out. And lastly, I want you to think about if there's anything that you are going to be buying for yourself this holiday season. This one typically goes forgotten. And I know that this is a time where we're spending money on others, but I do know that a lot of people, including myself, spend some money on themselves during this time, which is totally fine. We just have to note that. I know that a lot of people wait to make larger purchases on items that they've been holding off on during Black Friday or Cyber Monday to snag those deals and those discounts. So don't forget about those items. Give some thought to, are there any purchases that I'm going to be making for myself this holiday season? I mean, really think about this, you guys, because the truth is that a lot of people come into the holidays just thinking about the money that they're going to have to spend on gifts for other people. And they do not think about all of these other things. And then they end up overspending and going into debt to pay for all of these out-of-the-norm expenses. So like I said, please do this, y'all. Please just give yourself 30 minutes of quiet, uninterrupted time and think through this list in detail. Be thorough and write it out. List out everything that you can think of and put a dollar amount next to each item. Now, once you have that, everything itemized, I want you to total that list up. And I want you to give yourself a sense of how much you think you are going to be spending this holiday season. And once you've done that, you've completed step one of this process, which is making your plan. So at this point, you should have a very detailed list of all of the money that you are going to be spending on anything related to the holidays. And y'all, I'm telling you, if you can just do this very first step, you will already be ahead of 90% of people. So many people just go through this time blindly just swiping, swiping, swiping that credit card. And then when their statement comes in January, they have an absolute panic attack because they're like, I spent how much? Again, holiday spending is so much more than just the gifts. And if we're not proactive about it, it will overtake you. So we're done with step one. You have your plan. The second step is to actually look at that plan and assess the feasibility of it. Once you have that number, I need you to determine if you have the money to pay for all of this. Where's the money going to come from? Now, there's really two outcomes that could happen on this step. The first outcome is that you look at the number and you're like, yep, we're good. We got it. I have this money available somewhere. Maybe you've already been saving up and preparing for this time, maybe through a Christmas or a holiday sinking fund, whatever it is, but you look at the number and you determine that you're good to go. You've got it. That's great. And if that's the case for you, then nothing else is needed in this step. You've made your plan. You've determined that it's feasible. You have the money to pay for it. And then you can go ahead and move on to step three, which I'll get to in a second. But the second outcome of this is that you look at the number. And you determine that you don't have the money to pay for all of this. You're like, I know that this number is more than I'm able to spend. And if that's you, here's what we're going to do in that scenario. Okay, the first thing that we're not going to do is we are not going to be one of those one in three people taking on debt to pay for the holiday season. Got it? 
we are not going to start racking up debt on the credit cards that's going to take us months, even years, to pay off. We're not going to dip into any type of savings that is meant for something else. Y'all, please, please do not deplete your emergency fund or your rainy day fund for your holiday shopping. The holidays are not an emergency. They come around every year. We shouldn't be surprised that it happens every December. Those pools of money that you have saved, they need to be there to support you during an actual emergency or an actual rainy day scenario. And the holidays are neither one of those. Okay, so those are my disclaimers. We're going to assess the feasibility of this plan, knowing that we're not going to be spending money that we don't have, and we're not going to be using money that is intended for another purpose. There's no reason that you should be making that sacrifice and compromising your long-term financial health. But knowing those two things, that's my disclaimer, then we can then assess the plan and get a sense of what you can spend. So if your plan that you came up with in step one is beyond what you can spend, well, then we need to answer the question, well, what can you spend? If you did your entire plan, and let's say that number came out to $1,000, and you know that you can't spend $1,000, you don't have that, we then have to assess, well, if I can't spend $1,000, what can I spend? Is it $500, $600, less than that, more than that? What's the number? We need to know that because then we will need to adjust our plan down from the original version you created in step one to an updated version that we know that we can afford. So I want you to figure out what you can spend. And then we need to go back through your list that you made in step one and start assessing what is most important to you on this list and what is the least important thing to you on this list. Maybe it's really important to you to spend the holiday with your family. So the gas money that you're going to need to drive to your parents' house is a given. You need that money because that's the most important thing to you. But maybe you've also assessed that you can forego a new Christmas dress for your office Christmas party. You can wear something that you already own, or you can borrow something from a friend. Maybe you don't need as much Christmas decor as you were planning on getting. Maybe you can cut back on your gift budget a bit. And instead of budgeting $30 a person, you can find another option that gets you down to $20 or $15 a person. There's so many ideas here, you guys. You have to get creative with your own individual situation, but you have to start assessing what can be tweaked or just flat out eliminated in your original plan that you created in step one. And y'all, I need you to hear me. Please take this to heart. Please do not be ashamed and please do not feel embarrassed about being honest with yourself on what you can and cannot handle financially. I know that it's not the best feeling to know that you can't afford something or that you can't spend as much on something as you want to. And I know that because I have been there many, many times. But I promise you that overextending yourself, spending money that you don't have just to put on appearances to people, racking up costly debt, that feels much worse in the long run then that moment of honesty that you need to have with yourself about what is and isn't financially feasible. I mean, I remember when we were living in Michigan and we had to travel home to Dallas for the holidays, which isn't cheap. Traveling during the holidays is expensive. 
And I remember there was a couple years where I had to tell my friends and family like, hey, most of my holiday budget is going towards the travel costs for Ryan and I to come to Dallas this year. So I'm not going to be able to do gifts this year. The most important thing to me was being with my family and friends during the holiday, which meant I didn't have as much to be spending on gifts. Like in a sense, I was like, I am your gift this year. Being in my presence is your gift this year. I mean, I'm kidding. But the point is, is like be honest with yourself and be honest with the people in your life about what you can and cannot do. Y'all, people get it, okay? They understand. They can sympathize. I can say that I have never, ever, ever had a friend or a family member that I love make me feel bad about not getting them a gift because I was in a stage financially where I just couldn't handle it. And again, there were many years where I was in that situation. But we cannot be scared to prioritize our financial health and our longer-term financial goals over putting on a show for other people that isn't even real. If the numbers just aren't there for you this year, that's okay. There is nothing to be sad about, ashamed about, disappointed about. The holidays are about time and experiences with the people that you love. It's not about the stuff, right? Like at the heart of it, we all know that. The stuff, the gifts, the cute decorations, the pretty dresses, those are all just the cherries on top, but it's not what this season is all about. And if you make your plan and you have to make some adjustments and make some cuts, nothing has gone wrong. In fact, you're doing the right thing. You are being a responsible adult who is prioritizing you and your long-term financial happiness and health. And for that, I need you to be really proud of yourself. Okay, I had to say that. Sorry. That was a bit of a tangent, but there are just too many people putting themselves in less than ideal situations for the holidays, and it isn't necessary, and it doesn't have to happen, and I don't want it happening with you. So that is step two, okay? Figuring out the feasibility of your plan and making tweaks and adjustments as needed. So before we move on to step three, we should have our final holiday spending plan. This is a plan that is detailed and a plan that works for your financial situation, which means that we're ready to go to step three, which is actually just executing the plan. Now, this step is going to take longer than the first two steps because this part of the plan is living out the plan, letting time pass. And with each day, new items that are on your list will come up and you will pay for them. You'll buy all your gifts, you'll do your traveling, you'll attend your events, and on and on and on. Now, a couple of pointers on this one, especially on the shopping. We all know this. Over the next week, you are going to be bombarded with ads and emails and commercials and all of the deals, right? You know that you will be. And this is why having your plan ahead of time and knowing what you're going to buy is so critical because when you have a plan, you can stick to that plan and execute the plan. I will tell you my mantra for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Okay, y'all ready for my mantra? My mantra for those two days are get in and get out. Get in and get out. This is what sucks people in. They have some idea of the deals that they want, but then they just decide to peruse around the store or the site and they end up spending twice as much as they originally planned because again, our monkey brains cannot handle the sales and the deals. It's simply just too enticing for most people. 
We've talked about this. Our brains go haywire. So this upcoming week, I really encourage you to stick as closely to your plan as you can. Just delete the emails from the stores that you know that you're not buying anything from. Don't even open them. Don't just go onto Amazon and start looking around to see what type of deals they got on Cyber Monday. No, do not do that. It is a recipe for disaster. Get in, buy your gifts, get out, move on with your day. Now, if you're not feeling confident here, the confidence is low that you will actually be able to stick to your plan. I want to recommend some additional episodes that you can go listen to or re-listen to this week to get yourself into a healthy mindset. First, make sure that you listen to the last two weeks' episodes, episodes 60 and 61. Again, that is the underneath mass of the iceberg of what we're talking about here. But in addition to those episodes, I also encourage you to re-listen to episode 49, which is called Becoming a Good Spender, and episode 53, which is all about the urge to spend. These are fantastic episodes. They will give you guys really great tangible tools that you can use to stay mentally strong and stick to your spending plans. Now, that's for the gifts, right? And the shopping. But what about everything else? Well, all the other stuff that you planned for, the events or the packaging or the traveling or whatever it is, those things will start to unfold and happen. And as it's happening, I want you to make sure that you are reconciling the spending that you're doing to the original plan. So this means that you're looking at what you planned on spending on a certain item and you write down what you actually spent. This means that you're keeping track of all of the holiday-associated spending that you're doing. And y'all, I get it. I know that this seems like a pain in the butt, okay? Trust me, it's not that bad. It doesn't take that much time. But please trust me, this step is so important because it's really going to be critical for the fourth step in this process. Now, the last thing that I want to say on this step, on executing the plan, is please take a deep breath, okay? And move away from the perfectionist fantasy that we all create for ourselves, that we're going to make a plan and we're going to stick perfectly to the plan. We know that's not how it goes. We make plans, the plans change, things pop up. I guarantee you, the plan that you made and perfected in steps one and two will not play out perfectly in real life. And that is okay. Nothing has gone wrong. There's no need to panic. There's no need to beat yourself up. This is just life, my friends. There are going to be things that you forget. There are going to be items where the amount that you thought that you were going to spend is way off. It's all okay. None of it is a problem. But this is why it's so important to be taking note of these things and documenting them somehow because really these aren't failures. These are instead opportunities for improvement in future years. And I will say, especially if this is your first year doing this, you are definitely not going to be perfect. I've been doing this process for years, and each year I get a little bit better, closer and closer, closing that gap between the plan and what actually happened in reality. So I'll give you an example. Maybe every year, you go see the Nutcracker with your family. But when you were making your plan, you forgot about that and you forgot to write down the money that you're going to need for the ticket. Again, it's no big deal. You forgot about it. It comes up. You're like, crap, I forgot about it. But now you remember it. So document that, add it to your list 
so that next year our plan can be even more accurate and it's included. So this third step of executing your holiday spending plan will not be perfect, but I assure you that just by having a plan in the first place and then actually referencing it and doing your best to stick to it during the holiday season will put you ahead of most people, all right? So at the end of this third step, here's what it should look like. You should have a comprehensive list somewhere, written out in your budgeting software, in your notes app, wherever, of all of the money that you spent that was related to your holiday season. And again, this is just going to be a running list that's going to build over time as each day passes. But I do want you to make sure that you've captured every expense and you've written down what it was for and how much you spent. Now, once the holidays are done and over, which is so sad when it is, but once the holidays are over, it's time for us to move on to the fourth step, which is evaluating how things went. And this really consists of you looking at the original plan that you refined of what you thought was going to happen, and then you look at what actually happened in real life. And that is why in step three, I was telling you, document this stuff, write it all down, because you will need this information for this fourth evaluation step. And I promise you, if you don't take the time to document it or write it down, you will not remember it. So that's why the documentation is so important. So we can evaluate the original plan and what happened in real life in a couple ways, right? I've jotted down some questions that you can use to ask yourself and to do this evaluation. So here are the questions. Were there any expenses that I forgot about? Again, you'll be able to tell that by looking at your list of what you actually spent and reconciling that to the original plan. Were there any areas where I spent more than planned? Or were there any areas where I spent less than planned? Were there any areas where I wish I hadn't spent the money or spent less than I did? Or vice versa, are there any areas where I wish I would have given myself more to spend? What would I do differently or what would I change for next year? We can ask ourselves all of these questions to evaluate how we did. How close was the original plan and the real life application to the plan? And again, This is not an exercise to indulge in self-loathing and to beat yourself up. This process is simply to help us get better in the future moving forward, okay? So once you've completed this fourth step of evaluation and you have that perspective and guidance, it's now time to move to the fifth and final step, which is making a plan for next year. Yes, I'm already going to have you start making a plan for next year. And remember, when you're doing this, the 2021 holiday season is already done and over. But here's how we're going to do that. We're going to use all of the information that we just gathered in step four, the answers to those questions. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to complete step one again, but for next year. We're going to go ahead and make a holiday spending plan for 2022. And y'all, I get it. I know it seems far away. I know you think that you'll have a lot of time and you don't need to do this right now. But the truth is, the more time that we can give ourselves, the more time that we have to get prepared and the less painful this process will become year over year over year. 
So using all of the information from step four, I want you to make your most perfect and ideal holiday spending plan for 2022 using all of the information that you've gathered from the 2021 holiday spending season. And you're going to do the same thing that you did for 2021, just do it all over again. You're going to list out everything that you're going to have to spend. You're going to total it up. You're going to have your number. And yes, it's perfectly okay if the number for 2022 is bigger than the number for 2021. Because if you want to add things or tweak things that you couldn't necessarily do this year, because now we have 12 months to prepare this time around, right? So when you're doing your 2022 holiday spending plan, knock yourself out. And once we have that number, let's say it's $1,200, you are going to make a plan to have that $1,200 saved up by the next holiday season. And this is essentially starting a holiday sinking fund for yourself if you don't have one already. Now, we can do this in one of two ways. We can either save by month or we can save by paycheck. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your 2022 holiday spending number, and if you want to tackle it by month, which means you're going to be setting aside the same amount of money each month until next year, you're going to take your number and divide it by 12, by 12 months. So in this example, 1,200 divided by 12 is $100. So every month, you're going to set aside $100 to go towards your holiday shopping for 2022. And you can also do this by paycheck if mentally that's just easier for you to wrap your mind around. So let's say you're paid twice a month. So you're going to get 24 paychecks in a year. You would take that $1,200 and instead of dividing it by 12, you would divide it by the number of paychecks you receive, 24. So 1,200 divided by 24 is 50. So now you're like, okay, each paycheck that I receive, $50 of that paycheck needs to go into my holiday sinking fund. Now, I have already done an entire episode on sinking funds. It's episode 51. So I don't want this episode to go on forever. So if you have questions about, well, where do I store the money and what do I do when I need to use it? Any questions related to the management of your sinking funds, I dive into that detail in episode 51. So that's another great episode. If you have questions about the sinking fund process, go to that episode to leverage that information. But y'all, once you've gone through this process, you're done. You've done all five steps. And I want to share with you what you're going to be left with. First of all, you will have a crystal clear picture of all of your holiday expenses, gifts and otherwise. You will have adjusted that plan so that it's financially feasible for you so that you're not going into debt, you're not spending money that you don't have, and you're also not dipping into your savings. You will have gone through and lived out that plan so that you can continue to tweak it and adjust it so that it truly reflects reality. And then you will have made a proactive plan for next year so that next year you can enter the holiday shopping season being excited, confident, and prepared. This time of year, it's just the best. It's, it's my favorite. It's just, it's so wonderful, but it doesn't have to be a burden, especially a financial burden. I don't want that for you. And I know that we can all do better. Being prepared and proactive with our spending is one of the most important foundational principles in this community. And yes, that applies to the holidays. 
Now, this is something that I've worked really, really hard on myself, if you can't tell. The holidays used to be so stressful for me, all because of money. And I hated that. I love the holidays, but I didn't want to be so stressed out about money the entire time. I didn't want it to be that way. So I started paying attention and I was honest with myself and with other people about what I could and couldn't handle financially. And I made a plan and then I made another plan and another plan. And I've refined that plan year after year after year. And after doing that for so many years, now I'm at a place where I get to enter the holiday season without any financial worry or stress because I know that I'm ready on all expenses, not just gifts. And I have such a good grasp on what's going on and what's going to be required of me financially. And I'll just reiterate this point. I'm never perfect, ever. I don't expect to ever be perfect, but I have come a long way. And I have made a lot of progress each year, just getting a little bit better and closer each year. We can all do this. It is available to all of us. We just have to give this process the time and attention that it deserves. We have to recognize that it's important and that our spending and our money management during this time is important. And it is a huge influence on how we're going to feel during this time. If this time is going to be filled with joy and cheer and love, or if you're just going to be freaking stressed the entire holiday season because of money. That is not what I want for you. And with this process, we can ensure that that won't happen. So I hope that each one of you has an amazing Thanksgiving, a productive Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Happy shopping. Have a wonderful holiday season. We are actually going to be moving on from this series next week. So I hope that you guys have an amazing holiday week. I will see you all next Tuesday. I love you all. And please know how thankful I am for each one of you. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's hundred percent risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.